<laughs> How's it going, everybody? Who are who is willing to listen? Good evening. Hopefully, everybody is having a blessed day, as we are. Every day is a blessed day. Every day you wake up breathing is a blessing from the Lord. Put this on. Do not disturb. There's so much going on in the world right now, too. So much for us to pray for and um, just be conscious of others out in the world. Yes. And as you can see from the title, um, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, we'll be talking about the oneness again. And and I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about it many times in the future. It's a very, very deep and vast subject, and it's hard to understand. So our goal is to try to make it as clearly as possible to anybody who is willing to listen to actually understand. I remember one guy, <clears throat> um, he was going house to house trying to um, you know, read scripture to people, and he was trying to tell me how they're all separate and how they're all three different entities. And um, I was trying to tell him, like, no, they're all one. And he was trying to say, so you mean to tell me God talked to himself when Jesus got the Holy Ghost and said, in thee I am well, please? And it was just a funny encounter. So it's a, definitely a lot of people that don't really understand what the oneness is. So like I said, our goal is to just help to bring it out because there's a lot of places in the scripture that says that these, these all are one. And so if that, well, that is all for the intro. So I'm going to pass it over to Minister Banks and we can get started. All right. Uh, before we begin, as always, we like to say a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for this most blessed opportunity to study your word, to grow in your knowledge, to grow in your strength, to grow in wisdom and understanding. Lord, we're praying for the sick and the shut-in, the afflicted right now. There's so many things going on, as I was saying earlier, Lord. We got the hurricanes and the tornadoes and the earthquakes, Lord. We're praying for those people who their homes may have been destroyed this past week, Lord. We're praying for those people who have never been faced or encountered with a situation like this, Lord. So we're hoping that even through all of the, the destruction, Lord, that we would continue to see you, that somebody's eyes, even if they weren't focused on you before, Lord, that they would now turn to you because you are all that they have left. So, Lord, we're praying for these people right now, Lord, and we're hoping that one day, which we know you will, that you will put us in a position to that so that we can help these people, Lord, and not just say, well, we're just going to pray. Lord, we're hoping to be in a position to help people. We're praying this and many other things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So this week, uh, as Melvin already mentioned, we're going to move to John, the 20th chapter, and we're going to start, excuse me, the 12th chapter. The 20th chapter, good God. <laughs> the 20th chapter, and we're going to look at um, verse 12. John chapter 20 and verse 12. And seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Now, I was talking to someone at one point and they were discussing how they only seen the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in the same place at one time. Um, and that was when Jesus was baptized. And we may pick that up. Uh, we'll definitely pick that up next. Uh, but 
I wanted to bring this particular set of scriptures up because we see the Father, Son, Holy Ghost again in this very verse. So read that again for us, Melvin. Um, and see it's two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. Now, we're going to come back to here. But here we see uh, Mary, which we hadn't introduced that yet. But Mary sees two angels sitting in white. Now, this is where Jesus, his body was in the tomb. Um, and so Mary sees two angels, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus was, was laying. The body wasn't there at this point. But so I, we, we got to come back to this. We, we, we got to come back. Let's go to John 12. I want to go pick that up first. Before we break down what's going on there. John 12 and 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Now Jesus is here talking about himself, which will jump back up to 23. He's talking about himself. But he says... Now, he talk, he's talking about a corn of wheat, which is just nothing but a grain of wheat, um, a wheat seed. But for illustration purposes, we're more familiar with corn. I mean, just about anybody can tell you what a stalk of corn looks like. Um, sometimes we go to the store and pick up a whole um, stalk of corn. And so we'll, we'll talk about corn. He says, unless you... Put it in the ground and die. That's what we do when we plant something. We put it in the ground and it dies. He says, it abides alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth fruit. If we kill it, if we put it in the ground, it'll bring forth more fruit. And that's what corn does. Sharon says, hey, guys, I'm listening to have you coming through my echo while I clean. Thank you for joining <laughs> us, Sharon. Hello, Sharon. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Uh, so if we take a seed of corn and we put it in the ground. Now, if we leave that, let's say you got a, a whole bucket of corn. If you have that on the table, it ain't serving you no purpose. But if you put it in the ground and kill it, bury it, put it in the ground, plant it, it'll bring forth more fruit. Because now, so Jesus is using that illustration with himself. Drop, jump back up to 23. And Jesus answered them saying, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. He said, look, it's, it's time now. I'm going to die. Now go ahead and read 24 again. Barely, barely, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. If he die, everything will change. He told us in one place, he said, it is expedient that I go away, because if I go not away, the comforter can't come. The Holy Ghost cannot come if I don't go away. So if Jesus is killed, if he dies, now, we can bring forth more fruit through the Holy Ghost. But it's just like the grain of corn 
when you look at a seed of corn, all you see is that seed. You can't see the entire stalk of corn. You can't see the husk. You can't see the silk. You can't see the kernels of corn just from looking at that seed. But it's all in there. But you can't see it. Jesus <laughs> was the same way. There was something inside of him that we couldn't see. Let's, uh, let's go to Luke, the third chapter. And we're going to start at 21. There was something inside of Jesus that we could not see. But he says if he dies, it'll be revealed. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying that heaven was opened. Now we have here Jesus getting baptized. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. That's what was inside of him. The Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. That's what was inside of him. Remember, he said if he didn't go away, the comforter couldn't come. He had to die because the scripture said he yielded up the ghost. He gave up the ghost when he died. That's the Holy Ghost. When he died, he gave up the ghost. It was inside of him. So when he talks about the corn of wheat, but again, we're using corn uh, for this illustration because more people are familiar with corn. If you plant it, you'll give off the fruit inside of it. If we plant it, it'll bring forth much fruit. So again, Jesus said, if he dies, he said, I have to go away because if he dies, we are now going to have the opportunity to receive his spirit. So this is what's inside of him, the Holy Ghost. All right. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son, and thee I am well pleased. Now, we also see what else is inside of him. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We got all three of them here. The voice. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son. Where did this... <laughs> Where did this voice say he was? Now, this is the Father talking. The voice came from heaven. Because even in the beginning, when God was dealing with Adam and Eve, Adam said, I heard your voice walking through the garden. Cool. <laughs> it's the same voice going on. It's the same Father. The voice here. But notice where the voice said he was. The voice said, In thee. I am well pleased. The Father says he was in Jesus. The Father, again, the Father says he is in Jesus. We already got the Holy Ghost inside him. Here, the Father says, in thee, I am well pleased. God was in Christ. That's what the scripture says in Corinthians. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. What a mystery. Somebody said, I can't understand. I <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but it's a mystery. <clears throat> so again, we have the son here going to the water, going to John the Baptist to be baptized. The heaven was open, 
the Holy Ghost descended upon him. So we have the Holy Ghost on the Son, and the Father speaks out and says, I'm in thee. In thee, I'm happy, I'm pleased in thee, in the body of Jesus. Now, I know this is a mystery, but we're going to go back. Let's go back to John, the 20th chapter again, because it's a lot to comprehend. But you'll know if you follow on to know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Let's, uh, we're going to start at verse 1, and then we'll drop down to verse 11. We'll start at verse 1. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Now, Jesus has already been crucified. They already put him in a tomb, rolled a stone in front of the door. But now... Mary Magdalene comes to the sepulcher, which is none but the grave where the tomb was. She comes there and they she found the stone removed. So obviously she can look inside. And so they didn't find anything when they looked in there. But for the sake of time, we're going to skip down to verse 11. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher. Weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre. Now, she was sad because she could not find Jesus. That's the reason she was crying. So let's keep going because she did see something. And see it two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. Now we have Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We have the body of Jesus is missing. That's the reason she's crying. The body is not there. But what we do have is two angels, one sitting at the head of where the body was supposed to be, and one sitting at the feet of where the body was supposed to be. So you got Father and, son, uh, Father and Holy Ghost, and the Son was supposed to be laying in the middle. Mm -hmm. And they saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. Now, I heard somebody say, we can all sing together, but we can't talk together. So how does two different angels say to her, woman, why weepest thou? How do they speak in unison like this? <laughs> Only if you knew who they were. <laughs> how could they speak in unison like this? So they spoke to her and said, what are you crying for? And she responds to them because they taken away the Lord Jesus. And I don't even know where they laid him at. I don't know where they took him to. All right. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Now, <laughs> the two angels disappear. And now she sees only Jesus standing there. But he was standing there all along, and she didn't even notice it. The two angels were there at first, standing between, or, yeah, the body was, the two angels, one was at the head and one was at the feet of where Jesus' body would have been laid. She talks to them, and they say, what are you crying for? She said, because somebody has moved the body of my Lord. 
and I don't know what they did with him. So she turns around and turns back, and then she sees Jesus standing there out of nowhere. How, how do you get there? <laughs> how do you get there? <laughs> uh, let's, let's keep going. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? Now, what we find here, he says the exact same thing they said. The exact same thing the two angels said, which again represented the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It's no coincidence that one was standing at the head and the other was at the feet. At the feet, we have the Holy Ghost represented by the angel. At the head, we have the Father. And in the middle, where the body of Jesus would have been, we find the Son. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the three are one. So Jesus asked the exact same question the two angels asked. And again, how can they speak in unison? How can they speak in unison? So Jesus asked, who are you, who are you looking for? Mm -hmm. She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him thence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Now, Jesus, she couldn't even tell who he was. He is right in front of her, talking to her. Now, she knows what Jesus sounds like and what he looks like. But... <laughs> She can't tell right now it's him. She thought he was a gardener. But let's keep going, though. Jesus says unto her, Mary. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabbana, which is to say, Master. Now, in one place, the scripture says, My sheep will hear my voice. She didn't notice it was Jesus until he called her name. She's standing before him and she knows exactly what he looks like. She knows exactly what his voice sounds like. But <laughs> he has hid his appearance from her as he's done to us today. We, we don't truly know who he is. He's kept himself from us. It, it is a revelation. That's why in uh, Revelations 1 and 1 it says the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's a revelation. This isn't something you're just going to pick up from reading one time. It's a revelation. But so he calls her and she says, Rabboni, which is master. Now she's excited because she knew who it was who called her. But what she didn't know was he was standing there the whole time. When she seen the two angels, that was Jesus. But let's keep going. <clears throat> Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my father, and your father, and to my God, and your God. <laughs> Jesus says, Don't touch me yet. <laughs> but that's a whole different story of why he said that. I don't want to get into all that. But Jesus said he has to ascend unto the Father, unto his God and her God. What he is talking about now, in, in the book of John, 1 John, he says there are three 
that bear record. The Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is nothing but a record of each one. In the beginning, the Creator, we have the Father. That's the record of the Father. Then we had the Son come down here to die for us. That was His record. And now the Holy Ghost has to lead us home. That's the record of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus is telling us here, He is about to leave the role of the Son and ascend back into heaven and fulfill being the role in the role of being God. You see, right now, Jesus was God manifesting the flesh. The Bible says God manifesting the flesh. But he put that role down just to pick up being the son. He became submissive even unto death. But let's keep going down there. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Mm -hmm. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. The same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, the disciples met up in a location, no doubt it was to discuss the thing that was, the things that had transpired. After hearing about Mary seeing Jesus, after hearing about two disciples seeing Jesus, they said, man, we need, we need to meet up and tell everybody about this. So no doubt they were there discussing these things. So they were afraid of the Jews, so they shut themselves in. Now, that means they had to have locked the doors. But look at what happens after that. <laughs> and when he had said so, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Back in verse 19, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst. How did he get in? How did he get in there if the doors were shut? <laughs> if we understood who he was, we know he can do all things. He even after he rose again, he said, All power is given unto me. Let's keep going, Mel. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them, and whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. He told them to go and baptize. He told them to baptize for the remission of sins. So whoever they baptize, they sins will be forgiven. Whoever they don't baptize, they're not gonna be they're not gonna be forgiven. It's, it's pretty simple. He told his apostles, go and baptize. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. All right. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with him when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. 
And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Once again, the doors are shut, but somehow Jesus found his way inside. <laughs> if we understood who he was, that's, that's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. The three are one. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He can do whatever he wants to do because he is God manifest in the flesh so the doors were shut again and we have some people call him down Thomas but, <laughs> but he only said he can't believe it until he sees it for himself first that's all he said so Jesus had to make him a believer and how much more of a believer can you be if you see this man appear in the room and nobody had to open the door for him. Somebody said that ain't how he got in. Somebody probably thinks that oh, he came through the door. They shut the door, but they opened it for him. We're going to go to another place after this. So we can see that this man has all power in his hands. All right, let's keep going down. Then said he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. When he seen this, he made the confession that Jesus Christ is not only his Lord, but he's God also. He made this confession. He said, My Lord and my God. He made this confession because I always say it. How could a mere man raise people from the dead? How could only a man heal the sick, open blind's eyes? How could a man do that if he were not God? How can he raise himself from the dead? He said, if you destroy this temple in three days, I'll build it again. How can a man do this if he is not God? But it's because we're dealing with God manifesting the flesh. So that's the reason we see the two angels, one at the head, one at the feet of where the body of Jesus was, but the body wasn't there at that moment. But all of a sudden, Mary Magdalene turns her head and magic happens. He appears out of nowhere. The same way he appeared in the house where these disciples had gathered themselves together because he has all power, but it's a mystery. It takes God to open our understanding. Uh, in the book of Luke, it said, Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. So that's what we have to have is our understanding open. But I want to go um, to one other place before I go to First John. Uh, I wasn't intending to go here, but let me find where it's at right quick. Uh, Luke 24, Luke 24, and we'll probably start with, start verse, I don't know, start with verse 15, 13, 13. And behold, two of them went that same day to the village called Emos, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. Now, this is 
after Jesus had been crucified, and he rose again by this point. And so we're going to see his power at work again. We have two disciples here walking, going on a journey. Let's keep going, Mel. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. Now they're talking about what has transpired with Jesus. How these people had crucified him in cold blood. How they did him so wrong. But they did exactly what it took for us to be saved. Somebody had to kill him. Thank God it with me. And it came to pass that while they communed together in reason, Jesus himself drew near and went, until, went with them. They knew who Jesus was. That, this, he's the topic of conversation right now. They knew wh who he was. They knew how he looked, just like Mary Magdalene did. She thought that he was a gardener, and we're going to see why she thought that in a minute. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. My God, how can this man do this? If, if you know who Tony is, how can I hide from you who I am? Mm -hmm. They didn't know who he was, though. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? He said, What's wrong with y'all? Why y'all sad? And the one of them whose name was Cleopas, answered and answered said answering said unto him, Are thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and has not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? Now they talking to the very man that these things have happened to. They said, Do you not know what has happened? Alright. And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. Now, that's red letters. Jesus himself asked them, what things have happened here in Jerusalem? They talking to the man that was killed, he that was dead, but now he's alive again and alive forevermore. So, he asked them, what things have happened here in Jerusalem? All right. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to, the, to be condemned to death and have crucified him. Mm -hmm. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. They said, we thought he was going to be the Savior. And they said, no. They said, because they took him away from us. We really thought, though, that this was the one. Because of all the things that we've seen this prophet do, he was different from any other prophet. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he, made, that he was alive. My, my, my. They, they said, look, Mary Magdalene told us that she's seen two angels in his tomb, and she even talked to him. She's seen two angels. Mm -hmm. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it, even so as the woman had said, but him they saw not. They said, now the men, <laughs> uh, they're talking about John and Peter now. They said, the men, after the, after the women told them that they had seen these visions of the angels there, 
the men went to check it out and they didn't find anything. So now they said again. They said, "Man, <laughs> we ain't gonna be able to believe it till we see it." Let's keep going. Then he said unto them, "O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into His glory?" Christ Himself is talking to them right here, and they don't even know it. They have no idea they're talking to the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they, want, whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. So Jesus here begins to break down the scriptures to them. He said, look, Jesus had to die. Talking about himself. Now this man is talking about himself and said... <laughs> Christ had to suffer. He had to die. He had to be raised again the third day. He took them back to the laws of Moses, the, the books of Moses, and broke everything down to them better than anybody else in this world can. So he, Jesus now, who they still have no idea they're even talking to, he made as if he was going to keep going further. But look at what's going to happen here. But they constrain him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And we and he went in to tarry with them. Now they had such a good time listening to this man. They said, man, we want you to stay. <laughs> Come on, stay with us. Now they ain't never met the man before, at least so they think. <laughs> they said, we having such a good time talking, man. It, it's getting late. It's getting dark. Look, just Come on in and stay with us. Stay with us for a while. Uh, and it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, he took bread and blessed it and break and gave to them. And their eyes were opened and they knew him. Then opened he their understanding. He took bread, blessed it, and gave it to them. And their eyes were open. All right, man, what else to say? And they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. My, my Lord and my God. In that moment, just as the same way Mary Magdalene, when Jesus called her and said, Mary, her eyes were open. She knew who he was then. The same way here, he broke bread with these two disciples. And immediately when he did it, they understood who he was now. But this man has been with them, I don't know how long, long enough for the day to be far spent long enough for the sun to get ready to go down. I don't know what time he met them, but it was long enough for them to make it to their journey, to their destination, excuse me. And as soon as they recognized who this man was, he vanished. He disappeared out of their midst. He's sitting at the table with them now, and he vanished. If this isn't God, then who is he? If this is not Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the three in one, who is it? He vanished out of their sight. All right. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us, by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? They felt something. They said, man, <laughs> I knew it was something different about him. I knew it was something different about him. They understood who he was. Then opened he their understanding. So today, we're hoping that you, that God will open 
your understanding today because notice they both these two disciples here and even Mary Magdalene in the other place they both were talking with Jesus and they still didn't know who he was we can go to church week after week and still not know who Jesus is it is a revelation God has to open your eyes again that's why in Luke the 24th chapter he said then open he their understanding God has to open our eyes to this because he can continue the true revelation about God is a mystery but if we seek God if we seek to understand the scriptures he'll reveal it to us but let's go let's move to 1st John and we're going all over the place oh, that's what it takes 1st uh, John 5 and uh, we'll start at verse 5. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Now, we have to believe that Jesus is who he said he is. Keep going, Mel. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. Jesus came not by water only, but by water and blood. Somebody out there don't even want to take the water. Jesus had to go down and get baptized by John the Baptist because he had to, he had to fulfill the scriptures. It was written, and the scriptures cannot be broken. He had to do that. And he also said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So we have to do it. The scriptures ain't going to be broken. So if we continue to reject baptism, then God will reject us because it's written in the scriptures. And there's nothing Tony can do about it. You might get upset and say, man, they, they make such a big deal about baptism all the time. I don't know why they do that. Because the scriptures have to be fulfilled. The scriptures have to be fulfilled. So he came by water and blood. Mm -hmm. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. That's what we're talking about, the three. The Father, the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the father that's Jesus Christ the word the father became flesh we know we know the son was flesh he was flesh and blood that's the reason he came by water and blood because he was flesh so we have the father the son and the holy ghost the trinity we have the three Notice here, the scripture plainly says, and these three are one. They're the same one. That's the reason when Mary Magdalene was at the tomb, the two angels first said, Why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? 
who are you looking for? That's the reason she turned her head and not even a couple seconds later, she turned back and the other one appeared right there in front of her because they are one. They are the same one. That's the reason Jesus Christ himself said, whom seekest thou? Said the same exact thing. They all talking like they like they got they're a tape recorder. Like she had rewinded time. Jesus said the exact same phrase. Because those three are one. But let's look at the difference here in verse 8. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. Now that's a difference. The Holy Spirit, the water, and the blood. Those three agree in one. They're not the same. They agree in one. Water and blood, that has nothing, that's reference to water baptism. Water and blood and the spirit. We know for a fact, if we go to the book of Acts, we'll see in Acts, the eighth chapter, we'll see how those people of Samaria, they were baptized. They got the water and blood. They were baptized, but they didn't get the spirit. So they had to later get the spirit. If we move over to Acts, the 10th chapter, and we've done it many times on this broadcast. If we move over to the 10th chapter, we'll see that Peter went down there uh, preaching and teaching. And while he was there, the spirit of the Lord, the Holy Ghost, fell on all those people. And we find out they had the Holy Ghost, but they weren't baptized. So after that, Peter then says, can any man forbid water? We have to get them to water. So in those scenarios, we see it so often. Water and spirit, two separate things. But they, they, they work in agreeance. You have to agree. God said, how can two walk together except they be agreed? You have to have both water and spirit. But they're two different things. But what's different, what, what is the same is the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's why when we see <clears throat> in the book of Matthew 28, 19, where he said, baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, we only find the apostles as well as the rest of the people throughout the book of Acts, baptized in the name of Jesus because they understood Jesus is the name of all of them. Let's go look at, um, <laughs> God help me not to run all over this Bible, but help, let's go down to John the eighth chapter and 24 because Jesus told us we must believe this. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Jesus told these people, If ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Who is he talking about that we must believe that he is? 
who must we believe that Jesus is? Then said, then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. He said, I told you who I was. I told you who I was. I, go back, go back up. Go back up to verse 19. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. He told them in the beginning who he was. If you knew me, you know, you know my father. Because I am the father. He told the same thing to his disciples. He's been trying to tell us the entire time that he is the father. He said, I and my father are one. We the same one. The same talk that we find in 1 John. He said, I and my father are one. That's the reason Thomas gave that confession that said, my Lord and my God. God is the father. We know God is the father. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. But it's a mystery. It's some deep stuff. I know somebody is not in the position to be able to bear this right now. But hang in there. Hang in there. It's a revelation. And God wants to reveal to you who he is. Let's move over. Uh, well, let's drop down. Let's keep going down in this chapter. Um, drop down to verse 52. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast, hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. They say Abraham died. Mm -hmm. They brought up Abraham. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Whom makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that, it, that he is your God. Yet ye have known not him, but I know him. And if I should, and if, yeah, and if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him, and keep his saying. Mm -hmm. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Now, Jesus said, look, Abraham was happy to see me. Mm -hmm. Then said the Jews unto him, thou art not yet 50 years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? How are you seeing him and you not even 50 years old? A lot of, <laughs> Jesus talked a lot of mysterious stuff, but it was all true. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. I am. That was a statement. That same statement get me in trouble today. When Moses met God on the backside of the mountain, when he seen the burning bush, Moses asked him before God sent him on the task to Pharaoh to tell him to let his people leave Egypt Moses asked them what should I tell them Th these people are going to ask who sent me 
what do I tell them? God told him to say, tell them I am sent you. I am that I am. In other words, God can be whatever he desires to be. So if you say that you believe God can be anything, you don't believe he can be a man. You don't believe he took his spirit, put it inside of a body, and called it Jesus Christ, because that's what he did. That's all he did. God was in Christ reconciling the world to his own self. He came here and redeemed the world to himself. It was his world. There was nothing made without him. Uh, John the first chapter says, but he came here. He was in the world, and the world knew him not. And he made the world. And the world still didn't know who he was because it's a mystery. And so here he says, before Abraham was, I am. That's the same thing he said when they came to take him. When they came to get him at the Garden of Gethsemane, he asked them, who were they looking for? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am. <laughs> he had to say that same statement, I am. When he, <laughs> that's God talking. The I am came out of him, knocked them on their backside, knocked the whole army down. Didn't matter how many of them was out there, they couldn't hold them down. I am came out of him. I want to look at one more thing. It's in John also. John 10, 30. Yeah, we'll look at 30. I and my father are one. We don't know what that means. We don't know what that means. I and my father are one. When you have seen me, you have seen the father. Jesus, the image of the invisible God. We don't understand what any of these statements mean. God manifest in the flesh. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. He is telling us over and over, he said, you will die in your sins if you don't believe that I am he. Who is he? He's the I am. He said, but before Abraham was, I am. They said, we seeking Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am. I'm he. I am. Here, he says, I and my father are one. We said, we the same one. The Jews understood exactly what he was trying to say. Exactly what he did say. Because look at how they responded. <laughs> then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. They said, no, nah, we're going to kill this guy. He talking blasphemous. This, this man must be crazy. You would think I was crazy right now if I said, I'm God. If I walked around saying I'm, well, I, I guess some people would because you have some foolish people going around saying that they got, saying they, but here he is claiming to be capital G-O-D. He said, I am my father, I won. Now the Jews, they knew who the father was, so they thought. So they took up stones to stone him. Let's keep going. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? He said, man, look, I've healed so many of y'all. I've fed y'all. I've taught y'all. Why are you, what of these good works are you going to stone me for? What have I done wrong? 
Pilate said he couldn't find any fault in him. And I can't find any today. Mm -hmm. The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. They said, man, you claim to be God. Now that's plain as day. They said, when Jesus said, I and my father are one, they said, you claim to be God right now. We can't let you get away with that. You are trying to, you are nothing but a man. You can't make yourself God, but they had it backwards. They had it so backwards. God made himself a man. God is a spirit. The Bible says God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. God took that spirit, put it in a body, and called that body Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said, I am come in my Father's name. He said, I have come in my Father's name. So how can the name of the Father not be Jesus? If Jesus said he came here wearing the name of the Father, how can that name not be Jesus? He said the Comforter, it is going to come in my name. How can the Holy Ghost, the name of the Holy Ghost not be Jesus? We know the Son's name. Jesus told us in the book of Revelation, he said, I am. We go with the I am again. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the ending. What is the beginning of the Trinity? The Father. What is the ending of the Trinity? The Holy Ghost. He said, I am that. You don't, we don't have any fight today over who the Son is. Nobody fighting over what's the name of the Son. We all can agree the Son's name is Jesus. What we have fight over today is what is the name of the Father. And that's why so many of us are fighting the baptism in Jesus' name because we don't have an understanding of who Jesus is. Uh, Mark Heath says God in the flesh. God in Definitely. the flesh. God manifest in the flesh. I want to pick that scripture up. Uh, 1 Timothy 3.16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Now there is no controversy there. We know it is a great mystery who God was, who God is, excuse me, who Jesus is. Now, that's a great controversy there because it's so, we're fighting over it all the time. We're fighting over who is the Father. We're fighting over who is the Holy Ghost. These were all back in the beginning. If we go back to even Genesis, if we go back to Genesis, it said the Spirit of God moved over the face of the waters. The Spirit has been there from the beginning. <laughs> we think the Holy Ghost came into the picture in the four Gospels. He's always been there. But Paul says, look, it's a great mystery. Ain't no controversy there. We might fight over who is who, but it ain't no controversy that it's a great mystery. <laughs> What's the mystery, Paul? <laughs> God was manifest in the flesh. Justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed known in the world, received up into glory. God was manifest in the flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. He had to. He had 
to come here in the flesh because who was going to die for our sins? <laughs> God himself required a sacrifice that was perfect. He required someone to die for our sins so that we give them up, not so that we hold on to them. He required somebody to be perfect, a lamb. There was a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. But in order for the sacrifice to be accepted, it had to not have sins. And so who could ever live and not have sin if it wasn't God himself? So he took his own self, put it in a body, called it Jesus Christ, came here and died for us to redeem us. He redeemed us to himself. So it's a great mystery. And it doesn't matter how many scriptures I run to because I even got scriptures in mind I could go to that we haven't read thus far. But it's a great mystery. And so there's no point of me running all over the place because God has to reveal this to you. God has to open your understanding, to open your eyes. Just as we read Mary Magdalene standing there looking, to, looking at him, talking to him, still couldn't tell who he was. The two disciples talked with him all afternoon, still couldn't recognize who he was until God himself, Jesus himself, had to reveal it to them. So I'm praying that you will see that God would open your eyes to this great mystery because it's incredible. But I'm a... <laughs> well, we right at now, but um, just to pick it, piggyback off what you just said, um, God will definitely. It takes God to open your eyes, but not that alone. It takes you actually wanting your eyes to be open. You have to want to understand what these scriptures are saying. You're gonna have to want that, and to do that, it's gonna take a lot of reading, a lot of studying, a lot of praying, a lot of fasting. But as I say every week that we're on, we have to want it, and we have to do the two things that it says in John chapter three and in many other places. So, as I ask every week that we're on, um, have you been baptized in Jesus' name? There are so many people fighting it. Mm -hmm. Have you been, have you gotten the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues? Those are the first two steps in order to understand what we're talking about every week. Because these are, we tend to look at the deep things, the deeper things that are not mentioned in most of these churches around here. And I'm bashing them because most preachers, most of them, actually, you don't know they're, they're not even going deep. They're thinking they're preaching the whole thing, and they don't mean any harm. But God is still not going to take that for an excuse. So I just pray that we stay in the Bible. I don't have a big, long intro. We know that this topic is very, <laughs> very deep. So I'm not going to add any more because I you know it's a lot of other scriptures that I can think of as well. And I probably should have said this at the beginning of the stream, but I'm very happy to announce that audio-only versions of these live streams are going to be on all major podcast directories. <laughs> That's Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Acast, Player FM, iHeartRadio. That's all that. They're already there. You can search Joy in the Midst of the Storm, and it'll be there. Melvin has worked extremely <laughs> hard on these extremely hard oh, and it definitely would not be possible without the efforts 
that he has put forth, and God definitely notices the yes. uh, work that he's put in with that. He worked extremely hard on that. Yes. So, <laughs> thank you. They are already there, and um, I'm going to make it a post on Facebook with all the links to it. So shortly after we record these live streams on Facebook, I will take the audio and upload them to all the um, podcast directories. So hopefully your favorite podcast directory is supported. That way you don't have to listen on Facebook because we know you can't close out the app and still listen. We know a lot of people wouldn't mind listening while they're doing other activities. Mm -hmm. Well, they maybe can't look at the screen or they can't have their phones out. So I thought about, I prayed on it fasted on it and God brought to my mind a podcast. I don't know I don't know why I didn't think about it sooner because <laughs> I um, listen to podcasts a lot while I'm uh, at work. But like I said, they're already there so you can go search it. And all of the scriptures that we cover in each live stream, they're all there. I keep up with the scriptures right here. That's why you see me typing sometimes. I keep up with the scriptures so that I can go and add them. And as far as and just if anybody has questions, all of that stuff is documented. So I want to have it very laid out and very professional because we are serious about this. And um, it's just a great way to reach people all over the world. <laughs> I was looking at the analytics and somebody from <laughs> Singapore. And to be honest, I don't even know where Singapore is. I need to get better with my I was wondering geography. if they spoke English there. <laughs> but uh, they were listening and um, they enjoyed it as well. So... I'm very grateful to be able to reach people, you know, all over the world with the the word of God. And with his help, we definitely with his help, we we definitely reach a lot of people. And that's our goal because there's a lot of people out there that want to know the truth and are maybe going somewhere that's not teaching it. They're not getting anything from their church. They may be in New York or they may be in California. Of course, they're not going to be able to come to our Tuesday Bible studies and they may not know about us on Facebook but with podcasts that is a great way to where they can um, hear us like I say it's, it's about on 14 or 15 different podcast directories and all glory be to God and I thank him for allowing us to be able to have our messages out there for anybody who is willing to listen so if nobody has any questions uh, we can definitely uh, cut it off right here if you didn't have anything else to say. No, I didn't have anything. Definitely thank you guys for tuning in with us. Thank you as always. So I guess that'd be it. I pray that everybody has a safe and blessed weekend. And for those of us in the Mississippi area, um, I've been looking at the weather. And it's like a hurricane or a tropical storm heading this way. Um, I've seen some videos uh, on New Orleans uh, they're getting flooded really bad right now. And we all, I'm pretty sure we all remember the catastrophe of Hurricane Katrina, which was 14 years ago, man, time is fun. And I remember we got hit bad by that back in 2005. So I pray that we all, you know, be safe during the storm and remember that we can always have joy during the storm, both physical and spiritually. So again, thank you guys who, who all will listen, who all has watch the live stream now who I will go back and listen to it later and now I can say who I will go and listen to it on the <laughs> podcast we graciously we greatly appreciate you guys for um, listening and wanting to learn the truth about God because if you do you're in the very vast minority mm -hmm. 
But that's a good thing when you're in the minority because Matthew 7, 13 and 14 says <laughs> the minority of people will get saved. The majority will be damned. So, well, that's it. We'll see you guys Tuesday. See you guys soon. At 6.30, same place, same time. Again, you don't have to be a student to come or park as it is as it will be after 5. So, again, thank you guys for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Have a good night, everyone.